0: everyone, welcome to this week's new episode. <laughs> uh, my name is and I'm joined with a very special guest, um, Nuha's here, you want to say hello? Hi, I'm Nuha. That's here. Um, we had, well we were going to have one more guest, her name's uh, Devishi, but she sadly is at some sort of camp, but she is with us in spirit, so... Um, it's me and Noha today, and we are both Muslims talking about um our take on mental health in the Muslim community because I think it's something that's not talked about as often and actually just I don't know if it's because we had school assignments and it was regarding this topic, but I think it's become like i think it I think the topic has light that's being shed on it a little more than. I guess, like, recently or, like, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. Know um, But that's the plan for today. Um, I think we should talk about it because I was reading an article that kind of surprised me. Um, It was just, like, a... It was an overview about this guy. His name was... I... A mm, little... <laughs> I think his – oh, my God, hold on.
1: (laughs) What was his name?
0: It was like – oh, Mehran Nazir, Nazir, something like that. But Mm -hmm. um, he was telling his thoughts on uh, suicide, and also he was showing stats that um, 8% of Muslims – like they did a survey, and 8% of Muslims in that survey reported a suicide attempt in their lifetime in comparison to other religious groups like Catholics, who I believe was 6%, Protestants were 5%, and Jewish were 36 Um So I think the numbers were insane, like an insane comparison. Um, and and it kind of surprised me because I think it's, it's not talked about as often uh, mm-hmm. because I think people tend to shy away from what they define mental health to be. Um, and I think that also plays a part, like, with how, like, with how our parents were raised, if, like, most of us, I believe, had an, a, immigrant parents, so, um, they were yeah. under the yeah. impression that, like, you, like, mental health isn't really a thing, because it wasn't talked about as much here, um, and it only garnered attention, uh, I think most, I want to say 1900s, 2000s, um. But heavy attention to the thousands. So that's uh, what I'm starting off with. If Noha wants to go off on a tangent, um,
1: I think having immigrant parents like also kind of influenced it as well as religion because right. they just kind of grew up in a like um, maybe their parents never talked about it, it was never talked about in school there. Right. Because um, everything was just study, study, study. So that's all they did so mental health just wasn't like a topic that was talked about at all so then with their kids they try to impose those same things that they did um from the place they're from onto like their kids and then they just treat them the same way and obviously school systems are different here and um they just don't take that into account you know what I mean like
0: there, um, with parents, I think also, or just I feel like anybody, like any immigrant, like majority of immigrants, they tend to bring religion itself into it. Like they mm-hmm. have the idea that oh, if you're if you're depressed, go like read the Quran. For those who don't know what the Quran is, it's kind of just our holy book. So if you want to compare that to like the Bible, that's that's basically what the Quran is. But mm-hmm. um, they just say like oh, go pray or like basically if you are a good muslim you should not be depressed you should not have any some sort of mental disorder that's what their that's what their train of thought that's what their mindset is um and that's why a lot of people shy away from it because they think it's so normal to feel what they feel like it's not it's not concerning is what i'm trying to say like they convince themselves it's not concerning because their parents convince them it's not concerning, you know what I mean because it's not apparent to it's not important to the parents uh because they don't know how to deal with that they've never had to deal with that um and also, I guess when you do realize like something's wrong it's it just feels weird to hear because you're under the impression that you were like totally normal and the way you felt was totally normal, totally normal um. And, like, everybody should have felt that way. I'm, I'm, I can guarantee, like, a 100% that every single person has been in a state of depression for at least, like, it doesn't have to be for a long period of time, but at least felt something of that sort, or at least once in their lives. There's no way, like, nobody has felt, there's somebody in this world that has felt no sense of, I guess, that feeling. Um... But some just aren't as bad as others. And uh I feel like parents or immigrant parents make it feel like, oh, if you get like a therapist or you get sort of mental health, you're crazy. Like you're you like you're mm-hmm. you're actually crazy. <laughs> um
1: Um, I like kinda hate the idea like when you go and talk to someone um about your mental health issues or whatever else like what you're struggling with and they're like just go pray and you'll be okay yeah um when it's like I'm talking to you about something I just want you to listen I don't want you to try and solve it with any ideas like yeah I pray I pray that it goes away I pray for help right but I don't like I'm doing that I just want you to listen to what I have to say instead of trying to give me all these like solutions or whatever when I, I know this, I'm mean, just, you
0: know. Yeah. For, for all the people out there, you could be, don't ever think that because you feel a certain way or because you're going through a, a problem or a hardship or you're depressed or you have some sort of disorder or you're extremely anxious, don't think that that's because you are a bad person. Muslim and I think this goes out to any religion to be honest if you are a if you are a Christian don't believe like that's a punishment don't believe um like you are feeling that way because you are a bad person of your religion you're a bad believer um because that's not the case you could be an amazing Muslim you can pray five times a day you can pray all your sunnahs. you can uh, fast Extra days that you could you're allowed to fast. You can do every single thing properly, but you can still have anxiety, you can still have ADHD, you can still have um bipolar disorder. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know. Um, and it just has to be normalized a little bit more because a lot of people, which is so sad, like a lot of Muslims specifically, um, their reasoning for not committing suicide is because it will send you to hell. So mm-hmm that like that's their main reasoning and I think it's so upsetting to hear like if you actually think about it um for those who don't know uh suicide is forbidden in Islam so when something's forbidden in Islam like it's kind of like a one-way ticket to hell more or less um unless you kind of repent right obviously if you you, you can't repent you're dead right um so it's it's sad to hear that someone is so if you think about suicide in general like if you actually start to think about it it's so upsetting that somebody hates their life so much that they don't want to be in it anymore and mm-hmm. when you ask them like why they haven't accomplished suicide i love this in my class you shouldn't say committed suicide you say accomplished but once once you ask someone why they haven't accomplished or why they haven't gone through with suicide they say that oh it's because it's going to send me to hell one that shows that like they know it's wrong or they know it's pro- it's not the way they should go but two if it wasn't for that they would have taken their own life
1: that makes me so upset cuz i've had friends who think like that um and they'd be like i wanted to but then when i learned it, it was haram i didn't want to anymore and it's um like that's the reason if that's the reason why then you should like genuinely get help and like talk to someone who can help you um like the reason for not wanting to accomplish suicide um you know you don't want to like you want to live your life right life is something that you should live through and you should be happy and if you need help get help right um you shouldn't like not want to do it just because it's not allowed in your religion. There should be thousands of different reasons why you don't want to do it. Okay. Um, and another thing, I used to do Sunday school, right? And we literally only learned about suicide and that we couldn't do that. Um, mental health was never talked about at all at my Sunday school. Um, even one of my friends was saying she has anxiety, so she doesn't want to, like, go up and talk in front of the room or something like that I don't know and the teacher told her that anxiety wasn't real um, in Islam and that she was texting me in the group chat um, and telling me this and I'm so lost like what do you mean anxiety isn't real it's a thing a lot of Muslims go through a lot of people go through it uh, suffer from it a lot panic attacks everything and when you're just told oh it isn't real um, if you're a good muslim it it shouldn't happen, or something like that, then it's like, what do you mean? I pray five times a day, I do this, I do that. I still struggle with this like I've no people like this like what do you mean by that it's not real
0: yeah it's 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 so upsetting because I think a lot of people and I've heard that so many times like if you go to somebody you say like I've had this one scenario where I went to somebody. I was like, "Oh, I suffer from social anxiety." So, pers- from from personal experience, I I don't know if it's because of COVID and like I guess I like I didn't see people or go out in public for the longest time and even before. Like I've never liked going out in public. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a me thing. Um, and I had this one one experience where I was at Walgreens. You don't know what Walgreens is? It's a pharmacy. I don't know if they have in every state. I don't really know. They, they I think they do. I think they, they do. do okay well yeah. if you're out of if you're out of the United States we have Walgreens is a pharmacy um and I was there it's a pharmacy and like a how do you explain what like a mini grocery store
1: um it's like expanded a lot it's like a drugstore now I guess you can get everything there
0: yeah you can get you yeah you can just get anything there to be honest and I was going for snacks um and like when I went to go pay at the cashier like at the cash register the cashier was like oh can I have your money and I was like yeah dude sure and so I go to pull out my card and my hands just start shaking so bad and I'm just so nervous to give the card um to this person and I don't like I, I don't even know why but um that was like the one eye-opening experience and also when I'm in public I tend to always like if I'm out with my parents I always hold like a part of my dad he's kind of used to it but like I always <laughs> hold his shirt or I hold his finger or um like I'm always touching my dad basically um and that's how I kind of deal with larger crowds if we're out in public. Um, and so I had opened up to somebody about it. And they're like, oh, no, it's just social anxiety isn't true. It's because of your confidence. Um, oh. Yeah, it was kind of awkward. <laughs> but, um I think a lot of people can relate to the statement like, oh, it's like this, th- this and this is not real because it's typically what you hear. And it's also why Muslims don't go out for help because they think that if they go for help, go get help for whatever illness they have it's gonna bring shame or make them look make their family or them look bad and everybody's gonna look at them different um so that's that's just upsetting to talk about um and I think like if there are Muslim schools out there I think they should make it like one of their priorities to have at least one psychologist like as a teacher I think, definitely I think that should From be what
1: I've seen Muslim schools are extremely toxic, and yeah a lot of people like suffer in those. I've had yeah. quite a few friends in Muslim schools yeah. and they talk about what happens and it's like it's so much worse than a public school and public schools aren't like they aren't good
0: yeah. um,
1: so I feel like if they were just given like the right resources and everything like that they everything would be a lot better. Um, I know in my school there's like we have our mental health counselors. We have mental health days. Um, it's talked about at our school. Mm. Um, but in Sunday school or anything, never talked about at all. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to mention something else. I've also been told, like, so, like something I was talking about um, being anxious or being nervous or feeling even non- nauseous from anxiety. Right. right i was being told like nuha that's not real if you ever feel that just like hit yourself or something like Girl, it's not real she said hit yourself yes and i'm like what like i am standing here like shaking and you're telling me it's not real like being um dismissed like that is it just doesn't feel good it's,
0: it's <laughs> uh so awkward to be honest
1: <laughs> i'm like oh it's not real oh okay okay (laughs) and i never know what to say and i'm just like okay and then it happens and i'm like i'm trying to do what they're telling me but you know what i mean so like that's what happens when um at a young age or a younger age anyway um you're told that this isn't real you like but you believe them because you're younger right and you try listening to them and like Whenever you feel um, bad about something, you say like, "Oh no, it's not real." Don't like do it. Don't start panicking or something. And then, and then I do. And then um, I tell someone about what happened, and they're like, "No, it's not real. Just stop." Like it gets. Yeah, you're right. It gets really awkward
0: when that happens. I don't even know, bro. Um, but. Like, as you were saying with the whole toxic Muslim school thing, coming from someone who is in a Muslim school, she's not mm-hmm. wrong. She's not wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. Mental health has never, and I've been, my school goes from daycare to 12th grade, and we're only 500 kids in total. It's a very oh. tiny, it's a oh very gosh. tiny school. And um, like my senior class is 18 people. There's nobody in my class. Um, no way so with such a tiny school um it's so it's never been talked about the only time I guess they started talking about it was my freshman year um that's when they first started talking about mental health and it was so concerning that you waited so long like imagine I've been there since daycare from daycare to ninth grade mental health was never talked about I knew nothing about mental health I knew nothing mm-hmm. about psychology I knew nothing about the brain I knew nothing about disorders nothing not even a single bit until I got into ninth grade and they mentioned it and. Then at that point, you start to think about classes that are even higher than you that have been at my school for even longer and they never got the opportunity to talk about or listen to something like this. And it wasn't even talked about as much. It was just a general overview of, oh, if uh, motivation, self-love, like it's it's those cliche topics, you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to have a psychologist. One, because you have someone there, like you have a connection one and two it you have a professional you don't have just anybody basically like you don't have a teenager like one of us you know we're not like yeah like i'd love to talk about mental health, don't get me wrong but you have an actual professional who's there and can help you and get you and get you help and it's confidential and nobody will know and that's the great thing about psychology and psychologists that everything you tell them is confidential and please for J- just i think we're going to repeat this a couple of times throughout this episode but if, if you are feeling um any sort of way or you have any self-harm thoughts please please reach out to somebody mm-hmm, um for if, sure like if anybody who um you think could get you help even if you're pa- like you could do this find your parents back if you are se- i believe that i don't know if, if you are in tennessee the age of consent is 16 um just to put that on oh right. I, yeah I, yeah i don't in every state it does vary But in Tennessee, if you guys shout out Tennessee and whatever you want to call it, but age 16, you can go uh, get um, evaluated or take an assessment for uh, a mental health issue uh, without your parents knowing, without parental consent. But there are some problems with it. But do look into it about what the age of consent or age of uh, adult is for your state. Um, but please reach out to somebody if you can't reach out to anybody reach out to us we'll, we'll we'll do um our absolute best to help you um yes
1: for sure
0: you can email i don't know who to email the team Br- uh, Br- Br- yeah. Teen Psych or
1: go to our website we have
0: a website <laughs> go to our website email us contact us in any single way we have oh we have an instagram brainwave Br- teen psychology we have that you can dm, DM us uh and we have our website, so please contact somebody. If you don't have anybody, contact us, and we will we will do everything in our power to get back to you. Um, but that's that. Uh, 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 another a little story I have ooh. about
1: something you mentioned.
0: Um,
1: oh. One of my friends at a Muslim school, um, she struggled a lot with her mental health, and she even like did self harm and stuff, mm-hmm. which um, is also considered haram. Mm-hmm. but um she never told anyone else about this um until a year after she was text. we were texting the group chat about like depression and stuff and she mentioned this and she said she did it and she only stopped when she realized it was her own. Mm-hmm. um which sucks right like the fact that she still did it and i felt so like terrible for her like when you the fact that you went through and did it and I'm I didn't I didn't know what to tell her at that point because um I've never like had someone come up to me about this or my friends so I'm telling her like well um it's everything is like it's okay you can come to us if you need help because I know she can't go to like her parents or something or like people at her school because they're obviously going to dismiss it right um but everything that was said in that group chat that day, I felt so terrible for everything because they all felt so scared of reaching out um, to someone close to them because they were scared of what they were going to say. Mm-hmm. Have you had any like other talks about like with your friends like that where they like randomly come to you about something and you're like, why didn't you say anything before?
0: Um, <laughs> with, with me, not to toot my own horn, but I like you know how every friend group kind of has the mom of the group, like the therapist of a group. That's yeah, that's who I am.
1: Okay, Um,
0: yeah. So I feel like something common with me is um, people, it's such a nice compliment, too. I don't know why I like it so much. People say I'm easy to talk to. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. for sure. I get that.
0: Yeah, I feel like, oh my god, if you if you have a friend group, please find someone who is easy to talk to. And if you guys yes. don't have someone in your friend group, then you're just doing it wrong. Okay, um, if you don't have a single person out of your friends that you find easy to talk to, then literally just email us. We find got... a new friend group. If like, not... find <laughs> a new friend group. Honestly, guys... yeah.
1: Honestly, just find a new friend group. If you, you can't talk do. to your friends, they aren't your friends. You your friends do.
0: are supposed to be there for you. But um, it's it's actually flipped over for me because. Um, i find so i had a i talked about this for one of my essays actually growing up i used to want i used to want like one of those huge friend groups bro like those th- ginormous ones oh I, thought my so much I thought they were like so much more fun and i feel like every every person at one point kind of wanted a big friend group because they felt like it was just a lot i don't know it was just better Um, Mm -hmm. But I feel like when you grow up, or I don't know if it's flipped over for everybody, it may differ. But when you grow up, you realize that the smaller friend groups are the ones that, like, you actually care about and are actually low-key better. Um, For me, that's how it was, like, growing up, I wanted a big friend group. And then we see COVID hit. And I feel like for everyone, COVID was just so eye-opening to who your actual friends are, to be honest. Literally,
1: Uh, I moved. Oh, I only talk with a one person from when I where I used to
0: yeah, that's that, that was it for me. I talked to three, four people and then this year I this is going to sound so sad, but I laugh at it. Like I have no friends this year. And that's that's because I pushed once you realize that friends you have around you might not really benefit you, you start to push them away. And once you realize that and you rest for the better, then you make the decision. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not have anyone I felt like I could talk to that would take me serious until recently. Um, Mm -hmm. I did reach out to my school psychologist, which was such a step for me. Um, So even if like, you don't have anyone, like there is someone in this world that cares about you. Okay. Like no yeah. there's nobody. You got us. Yesmina Noha. We chill. We like you. We love you. Um, we we're just here for you, you know what I mean? Um
1: I heard so many like school counselor horror stories that I feel like people just don't wanna go there. But some of my friends have gone and they like talk about how they've had like really good experiences talking to their school counselors and how or even just, like, a teacher. Find, find a good teacher yeah, or dude. a good
0: counselor. Like, those best friend to. teachers. Like, those teachers, like, you mess with. Those are really good teachers. Yeah. Um, really easy to talk to. Yeah, really easy to talk to. They're so nice. I have one. Her name is Miss Jennifer. If she ever is this podcast, I love that woman. She's, like, she's like a second mom to me. But, um, what's it called? We were... I was gonna say, with the counselor, our counselor is, was is a retired therapist. Um, but he oh, doesn't. Nice. He yeah. He doesn't go off on it. Um, so that's I don't know. With we have him and we also have a school psychologist who's a sheikh. But the problem with with me sometimes I feel like when you don't find the right uh, religious psychologists, they tend to heavily mix religion and psychology. And at that point, you, sure. you will yeah. hear the thing of oh, you should just pray. That's mm-hmm. when that's when you need to. So okay, how do I explain this without sounding like a terrible Muslim? So <laughs> throughout history, um, when evolution—okay, I'm literally giving an a push lesson to be honest. But when evolution, evolution, not evolution, girl. Charles <laughs> Darwin. <laughs> Charles Darwin, looking at no. Oh what was it? It started with the E. I don't know. It was when it was the the whole scientific scientific revolution. Was that it? Starts it's an S. No, it's, it's There's a word for it, but it <laughs> oh, was oh uh, enlightenment. Enlightenment, Thanks. Yeah, you. enlightenment. When this came into came into play in history, people separated Christianity and logic heavily. Like yeah, they John separated- Locke,
1: religion like yeah. only like rational religion. That whole thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. He's they separated it heavily, and that's when. And they separated mainly because, low key, the two went against each other. Whether you will, whether you agree with that or not, they went against each other. Um, one couldn't back up the other. They couldn't use Christianity to back up uh, the logic of how the Earth was created. It,
1: it, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make yeah. sense sometimes. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Um, so I feel like nowadays, when you you have to find someone who separates the two, but doesn't, but like knows when to intertwine the two does that make sense um exactly
1: people mix religion with so many things that shouldn't be mixed um like i'm not gonna start mentioning stuff but, okay. uh, people just tend to mix it so much that it's like sometimes religion just shouldn't be mixed with other things that like yeah. there can be other factors involved that can help you that's not religion
0: yeah, that like I said this like my my we have AP psych and we were talking about symptoms of depression and symptoms of uh, anxiety. And the first thing he said, I said this towards the beginning of the podcast, where you could be an amazing Muslim, and you could still have a disorder. Like exactly. that's what that's what I mean when you should have someone who mentions like you could be amazing, you could be the best believer, you could be whatever you want to be, but you could be mentally ill, um, for lack of better words, but that's that's why I started off with that because it's true and I feel like everyone has to has like it has to click with them like it's a normal thing to have um and and yeah that's that's what I wanted to say thank you for mentioning Um, enlightenment
1: I wanted to bring up a competition I guess if that makes sense in like the Muslim community um when someone like finishes the quran or something like that first Ooh, right. before you or whatever or like they memorize more or this or that and they like brag about it which you shouldn't be bragging about it guys don't brag about your accomplishments like that yeah um, but when you brag about it and other people get jealous and then there's all these feelings and stuff um, I think this happened pretty recently actually when one of my friends finished the quran which you know good for amazing for her really good for her right She's talking about it, and then suddenly, this was in a group chat, right? I think the other people, like in the group chat, were like they felt so bad about it. They felt so bad about themselves, and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna finish soon too." Like, you shouldn't feel bad about yourself for something that you haven't accomplished yet. Um, we're all at different levels, obviously, and I feel like um, that that again, like, isn't talked about a lot in the Muslim community. Um, going at your own pace and everything like that. Um, parents push it a lot they're like oh so and so did this why didn't you do that oh so and so did that why didn't you do that you yeah. know what
0: i mean that like they set like a standard yes for, for their for their uh for their kids a lot of parents do that um especially with for with oldest daughters if you're coming from the oldest daughter if you are the oldest daughter may lord be with you to be honest but um it's it's hard like it's hard. Um, I think a lot I think you know what, I don't think. I know if you are a Muslim and you are a woman and you are a daughter, obviously obviously you're a daughter, but uh <laughs> you yeah. know how hard it is to keep that clean sheet of your uh what's the word of your like past. Not past is not the word. I don't, I don't know what the word is but your entire life has to be clean and if one thing one thing can ruin everything uh, uh, literally no one can disagree with this one thing can happen to a woman and she will be looked at for that one thing for the rest of her life mm-hmm. and that is just not with muslim women that is with all women okay um but uh Coming back to the whole standard thing in the Muslim community um, and competition, it's very it's very true. But you also uh, do have to mention that sometimes competition uh, will lead someone to work harder. But you shouldn't be working harder to compete with anybody else. You should be working harder for yourself, if that makes sense. Yes. yes, uh, yes. And also, like Nuha said, at your own pace, like someone can... Not everyone is the same. I mentioned this last or a couple episodes ago. I don't know. Episode about failure. You have to go at your own pace. Somebody can finish something in a week, in a couple of days. It might take you two weeks. It might take you a couple months. It might take you a couple years. It doesn't matter. Um, I feel like when I push myself to do something at the same pace someone else is doing, or I want to do it the same exact way someone else is doing, I don't feel as accomplished in comparison to something I could have done alone, you know? Mm um so that's that but definitely don't let it affect the way you feel someone else shouldn't be affected the way you feel um and also if you are if if your friend group by the way me and are going to keep saying this for the rest of the five minutes but if your friend group makes you feel like you're competing with them get a new one okay yes get a new one
1: I was in a group chat. I'm talking about group chat so much. But, you are. You have uh, a little
0: too many group chats.
1: I'm on the third one here. Um, <laughs> this is a whole different one. But they were talking about how they donate to different places. Right. Um, and one of them was like, oh, I donated this. And then this other guy, he comes in. He's like, oh, I donate 100 hundred, two hundred $200 a month to this one mosque. And then they're, they're like trying to compete with each other. And I come in like, what the heck? Does it matter who did not who donates more? I mean, it's like amazing that you donate, but you don't need to like like you shouldn't. Um, my mom tells me this all the time. You shouldn't be telling other people like about how much you donate or when you donate to yeah. anywhere because like you're doing it for your own good. You're not doing it to tell other people like, hey, I donated, and to like brag about your accomplishments. Um,
0: uh, it's not even good. It's um uh, like you're not supposed to. yeah i I always
1: accidentally do it like with my mom i always like mention that i did something and she's like what don't tell me
0: (laughs) i feel like people do that for acceptance Loki. like you you just want to feel or you want to do it to be acknowledged Um, Uh that's a big thing yeah i feel like that's just what a lot of people do and they do they might do it for attention but once your intentions are in the right place and you're um doing things for the right things and you should be good to go uh but that is also a really good topic a really good thing you you mentioned about competition um i
1: didn't mm-hmm. know about that
0: uh, it also
1: like connects to like people in school and stuff like just getting yeah. grades yeah very um, true. it's everywhere and it sucks very true. do you have any like hijab stories that you want to talk about
0: so many people are belittling the effect or the bravery not bravery the courage courage is a better word the courage it takes to put on hijab okay Mm -hmm. if especially men men okay if you see a woman with hijab and she might be a little old who are you to comment please who are you to comment okay
1: exactly exactly Um,
0: you can have a woman who doesn't wear a hijab be a better muslim than a girl who does you don't know you don't know that you don't know anything about what she does um once you put that on your head uh, and you along with the rest of your body technically you are a walking symbol of what islam is and you go out every day and you could be scared for your life of what could happen to you because men can walk out in normal clothing nobody's gonna know you're muslim Girls walk out fully covered in 200, girl 200, 100 degree weather. (laughs) And um, every drop of sweat, I think counts for a good deed or a hasana. Um, So that's their hard work. And everyone belittles that once they walk out, they're basically a target. There's a target on their back. Mm -hmm. Um, But women don't care. The Women who wear hijab don't care about that. They're doing it for the sake of God and they're doing it for modesty. Um, they're doing it for themselves. Um, but once women, especially who don't wear hijab, get that side commentary about "oh, you're not good enough," "oh, you're not a good Muslim," it's so mentally deteriorating. Um, and it's so upsetting when you when I have like some of my friends come to me and say, "Oh, like someone just made this side comment of why I don't wear hijab, but I'm not ready." Like you don't know what goes on in their life. You know, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be comparing them with someone. You don't know if that person is even good. Is that if that person is even is a good Muslim? Um, exactly.
1: But, I've had friends who are like scared to come to me for things just because I wear a hijab. Yeah. Or they think like the second I started wearing it that I'm just like the perfect Muslim. Even their parents, their parents have come to me and be like, "Hey, Nuha, can you like tell them, like, tell them to pray and like tell them to do this and that, and like." And and like, can you like recur on with them and stuff? And I'm like, I mean, I can, yeah, I can do that. But they never said this to me before. <laughs> not until I started wearing hijab, they're start mentioning all this. And they're always so scared to come to me ab- about things. Like they're terrified. They mention something to me, and I'm like, why didn't you mention this earlier? And they're like, well, this that. They think I'm like this perfect, amazing Muslim, which I'm not, right? I've had friends come to me about, like, when they want to start wearing hijab and stuff and get super defensive about it, you know, because I wear it and they're like, I don't think I want to start wearing it anytime soon. And they're telling me, and they're like, "What?" like, they'll say something like that to someone else and then I'll be there. And they're like, oh, no, 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 I didn't mean it like that. Like, I'm not going to judge you if you don't want to start immediately. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just start at your own time. Um, And I feel like that's a huge thing in the Muslim community, just, like, wearing hijab in general. Like, you need to know yourself as a Muslim first before you do something that you aren't comfortable with or anything like that. Um, When I started, actually, no, I'm not going to say when I started. Um, I should not be saying that. But um, I was really scared to start. um I thought I I thought I needed to ask like for permission or something oh my mom I I asked my mom she's like I was like can I start and she's like why are you asking me if you want to start go ahead um and I feel like sometimes uh some people in my family don't really like that I wear hijab I don't know why I'm not completely sure why but um I don't know They're like, why are you you wearing long sleeves in this weather? Why
0: are you wearing that? that?" (laughs) Like, what am I supposed to say? (laughs) You can't can't really respond to that one. But uh, if for all the... I I feel like I get this question a couple of... I've got this question a couple of times. But when you ask when you know to wear hijab, to be honest, you just get the feeling. Like, it's just a feeling Mm -hmm. where um, you just... You know you want to put it on. For me, I was literally taking it off like I didn't uh I didn't I didn't put it on permanently but there was I think I was 12 um but for a year straight I was just like playing around with it kind of and I uh Mm -hmm. put it on and I went out public and if I didn't like it like I was just uh practicing with it basically um and I feel like a lot of girls should should try that out first um so that then you know like okay like this is a decision I want to make um, which is better than not making a decision at all, or making a decision that you, you might change later. Uh, so it it helps to practice with it, and also, like for for me, I just got up one day and went to my mom's closet and picked out a hijab and was like, I want to try this on. That's that's literally how it went. There wasn't some sort of spiritual like i don't I, I really don't know spiritual
1: it's, awakening
0: yeah literally. i didn't
1: start for the longest time because so I was scared my mom was gonna say no oh <laughs> which <laughs> i don't know why i thought i needed like permission or something but because literally none of my friends wore a hijab right so yeah. i didn't know who to go to about it because i wanted to for the longest time when i was like i don't know how to go to until one of my friends actually came to me about it she was asking me about it and that's when we were both like, yeah, I want to start. We both started on the same day, which I think is so... It's really nice that um, I had a friend at that time to talk about it with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually gained the courage to go to my mom about it. And her tell me, like, that I don't need to ask for permission on something like this. And that she doesn't have any sort of say in this. It's all my choice. Like, 100% my choice. And I think it was like... um what i needed at that point uh <laughs> she tells me this a lot on um, things regarding religion she's like she's telling me this she's like you're um even now like you're i'm 16 now i can make my own choices and she knows that like um even when it comes to, like ramadan and stuff and fasting she's like i can't tell you not to fast but if you think you shouldn't then don't if you think you should then you can um like she and i like that she does that um, I have friends whose parents, like, I've had a friend whose parent told her not to fast, Ooh. um, even though she wanted to. Ooh. And she's telling us she's so confused on why her parents don't want her to, right? And then I, you know, we're supposed to, like, make up fasting and stuff. And I've told my friends who, like, don't fast that, like, um, hey, if you, like, miss a day or something, you should make it up. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they skip a bunch of days, and I'm like... Like, I don't want to tell them what to do, you know? Right. But the whole thing of Ramadan and fasting, it confuses, like, my friends and their parents a lot. Yeah. They'd have, like, your parents don't get to say it. Like, you're old enough to know whether you should fast or not.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's... I mean... Uh, you can see you can see where the confusion comes from. It's it's understandable. Um mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh anything else you wanna mention before wrapped up episode? I don't think so. I think that's I'm I'm good. I think we're good. I think we're good. Yes. Um so to wrap up today's very long episode. Longer than yes. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Again, for the support, you know, go tigers, whatever. I don't even tigers. I don't know. Go brain, whatever. Go psychology, whatever. Whatever our slogan, whatever our chant is, we need one.
1: We need one. Should ask Jaden. We we do need one.
0: Um, uh, But with not just Muslims in general, this is just coming from two Muslims but any believer or worshiper or whatever you identify as um, in your religion, even if mental health is not discussed specifically in your religion but you feel um, depressed or you feel um, anxious or you, if you if you think you feel that way search up symptoms go, uh, if you match those symptoms, well, don't self-diagnose. Obviously, don't
1: self-diagnose to some like insane. Yeah, um, don't go something. to like Wikipedia. I I know people like that.
0: Yeah, just
1: if you really like genuinely struggle with something, talk to someone, and then if they, you know, say that like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> look look it up. If you don't have access to like a doctor or something, yeah, or you don't awesome. get like a loan time, if that makes yeah. sense with your doctor look it up just look you know.
0: up but just yeah. don't self-diagnose you know um mm-hmm. look it up and if you see similarities reach out to someone try your best to find someone look up look up online for people around you um yeah and if you can't find anything you, or you don't know where to look shoot us an email or a dm uh we got your back um but it's so it's okay to feel that way it doesn't mean you're a bad person of your religion it doesn't mean you're doing something wrong or you're being punished and also, mm-hmm. if you are self-harming, please, please um, figure out a alternative. No matter if you do it for, um, oh, this makes me feel better, or it makes me feel like I deserve it. Figure out my, my counselor told me this, actually, and it was so smart. He was saying, he was giving me an example about a woman who constantly, every single day, in extreme weathers, doesn't even matter, she will always run every morning like a mile and oh, she was God. a pretty old lady and it could be it could be snowing it could be raining and she will just be running in the same track every single day and you would see her and my counselor asked about her and some neighbor or whoever knew her was saying um oh yeah she runs because something happened to her and she runs to get away from it basically instead of doing mm-hmm. something that actually harms her she does something that benefits her but it doesn't feel good like obviously if you're running it's going to hurt right yeah but it's benefiting you it's it's exercise so True. find something that maybe isn't so good but it's better than harming yourself so mm-hmm. for example maybe drink something disgusting maybe do a workout maybe do something that um Burns your body, like for example, do do a workout. Get up and start working out. Yeah, longer,
1: you working know? out is um, really good that's, for your mental health. From yeah, what I've heard, cool. especially self harm comes in a lot of different forms. Yeah. Um, so just be aware of that. Even if you don't think you are, um, but you're still doing something that potentially harms you.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, be be aware of that.
0: Yeah, but please do try and find an alternative, um, or just another coping message, For example uh if you want to start journaling or maybe even mm-hmm. this is how i started off i said i write recording at the end of my day i just record myself talking oh oh i like that that's nice it's
1: it's, it's, it's like so, a
0: it's just talking to yourself you're not even talking yeah. to anybody. you're just you're kind of just taking your emotions and putting it into your laptop it's so nice mm-hmm. um but dude, like an if, online diary literally diary literally, that's nice if you, if you don't want to write just, just record yourself talking and you can say a lot more to be honest um, but do find something else um because no matter how alone you are, we want you here, okay we as a company, we as a non nonprofit organization want you here um but yeah, that is that is that is that we love you, me and Nuha love you if nobody else loves. yes if you if somebody loves you out there, but if you feel like nobody else loves you, we love you, we heart you um uh so that's that's about it for our episode once again thank you so much for tuning in this week and hopefully we will see you guys next week bye bye thank you